0: The Evolving Leader is a series that shares insights into the never ending journey of leadership and entrepreneurship. Join us as 3Pillar CEO David DeWolf talks with peers who have been instrumental in his own leadership journey. Thanks for joining us for episode one of the Evolving Leader podcast. I'm excited to be here talking with David DeWolf, the founder and CEO of 3Pillar Global. In addition to being a successful entrepreneur as the founder of 3Pillar, David is also an angel investor for a number of companies. He's personally invested in companies including Ingo, CMO, Valencell, My First Sale, and Montier Resources. And he also sits on the board of a number of companies, including some of those that I just mentioned. So all of this means that he has both seen and experienced the ever-evolving nature of leadership firsthand. For the first season of the podcast, we'll be talking with eight people who have been instrumental in David's evolution as a leader, and his journey as an entrepreneur. On this episode, we'll set the stage a little bit for what's to come. David, thanks for joining us. Great to be with you today.
1: Thanks for being here and hosting us. It's great to be with you, Will.
0: Absolutely. So, so let me just start by asking, why are we here? Why, why are we doing this today?
1: You know, in my experience, leadership is a journey. It's been not just a destination for me, but a continual effort to really grow into the leadership potential that I've been, that I've had. And um, for me. A big part of that journey has been all of the people that have surrounded me. And so many people have been part of the three pillar story about my own development. And as I have grown in my own leadership and others have started to come to me and ask me for my advice, I have realized how important those people are. And for me, this is an effort to to give some of those words of wisdom back to the community, to share with the next generation of leaders what I have learned from so many others around me. peers, mentors, others that have invested in me and my development over the years.
0: Okay, got it. And, And let me peel that back another layer. Why is leadership just on its own so important to you?
1: You know, I think especially in this day and age, um, I think our world is actually lacking leadership, especially principled leadership. And I think it's one of the reasons why we see so many divisions in the world. We see so many people searching and fighting and a lack of unity, a lack of team of people coming together. And in crisis, a lot of times you see people come together. But I think in our normal everyday lives, there's a lack of individuals who are willing to step up and to help others come together to accomplish more than we ever could on our own, or even more importantly, help each other become the best version of ourselves. And because leadership has been such a part of my own journey, um, whether it was my upbringing, my father who was in the military, I learned and watched great leadership from the military as a child growing up, or as I got into my career and started to build a business, those around me that were willing to invest and step up, to speak up, to influence others around them, uh, including myself, in order to be become better, in order to grow. And uh, it's just been such an instrumental part of helping me find my own fulfillment and living my own purpose mm-hmm. that I think it's something that the world needs more of, especially in this day and age where we see a lack of it.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned crisis in the last answer, and you know, we've, yeah. we've all been living through an interesting last few years, Very. Uh, to say the least. Uh, how, how have the last few years changed how you view leadership? Yeah, Well, one of the things that I
1: think is very real about what's gone on with the pandemic is that we've had to learn to lead in new ways. Mm-hmm. I remember when the pandemic first hit and we all scattered to our homes and we were in quarantine, like real quarantine, not the type of quarantine we're living in right now, right? right? Um, there was a dearth of personal connections. And what we used to be able to do for leadership through personal connections, seeing people in a hallway, totally disappeared. And so we needed to learn and exercise new muscles of how do you influence, how do you rally individuals for, in our situation across the globe, Mm -hmm. when you couldn't go visit, when you couldn't go meet, or even the individuals in our local communities when you couldn't see them in the hallway, right? What that has done for me is helped me realize how important as we move further and further into this digital economy, how leadership needs to both change and becomes even more important. Because we are more and more isolated people as we're, we're on our phones more often, as we're consumed in our social media, as we're able to connect through technology more, there's less personal human interaction. And in its very essence, I believe leadership is about humanity. It's about the individuals. It's about the person. And it's about helping others become the best version of themselves and to interact with others in an exceptional way so that we can do more together. And so recapturing that humanity, getting back to that principle of the human person, the dignity of the human person, and doing that through technology is a a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think this pandemic has forced us to embrace that and embrace new tools and techniques to lead new modern ways.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, so so let me ask, let me shift gears and we'll talk a little bit about the company you founded, Three Pillar Global. Um, They've been a huge part of your leadership journey. No doubt. Um, Take us all the way back to the beginning. Hmm. When you started Three Pillar, what were your expectations for what the company would become?
1: (laughs) You know, expectations is a funny word. I'm always one of these entrepreneurs that when I tell the story, I always say, I wish I had a story, because to me, Three Pillar happened to me. Um, It was not a deliberate idea that I wanted to build and grow at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What it was, was I really started off being an independent consultant. And to make a very long story short, literally woke up about two and a half years later and realized, oh my goodness, I've got six people working for me. And that was a daunting responsibility that hit me. The responsibility of being responsible for six paychecks that were supporting families that were not my own just really hit me. Mm -hmm. And it became an opportunity to step back and to realize that what I enjoyed doing and what I was naturally gifted at was bringing people together to accomplish more than any one of us could on our own. And I love this idea of team, where teams not only can win championships together, but they can help each other become the best version of themselves. And so I decided to leave the world that I was in of writing code every day and being part of those teams to actually building a business and to doubling down on the market that we happen to find ourselves in, uh, which was about fostering this digital economy and building the digital products that are fueling it. Um, but, But that's really where I would say my leadership journey became very intentional. Looking back at that point in time, I realized that all all the way back to junior high and high school in Boy Scouts, I had been naturally gifted at some sorts of leadership, but that if I really wanted to build a business, I needed to be intentional about that and to begin to evolve and grow in new ways and exercise those muscles more than by happenstance.
0: Well, it seems to have worked. Uh, just give us a sense of scale. You talked about six employees. You, right. you realize two and a half years in, around 2009. Where yeah. Where are you now?
1: We have about 2,500 employees now. Um, that's across nine different countries throughout the world. Um, and we're building digital products for some of the biggest brands uh, in the world, Right, doing the digital media work um, and digital product development for s- specifically media companies, uh, information services companies, financial services uh, companies, really organizations that have a lot of data and a looking to commercialize that data and really engage with customers in new ways to drive their revenue growth
0: so let me let me go back and ask about the process of you know handing in the code editor and becoming ceo sure what was it like to make the leap from working in the business to working on the business as you often say right you know first and foremost for me it was a deliberate decision
1: it was when i decided i'm going to build a business that i realized I needed to stop being the one that was producing and writing the code. Luckily for me, I was never a classically trained computer scientist. I was never the best software engineer in the world. What I was was somebody that had the ability to pull others together and to help a vision become a reality with the code. And so the code was just a tool. And so I made a deliberate decision, I think it was late 2009, that I was no longer going to write code. And it was literally a stark separation. It was hard, it was a hard decision, but it was purposeful and it was for a greater cause, a greater purpose. And it was with this idea in mind that in order to be responsible for these other paychecks, Mm -hmm. I really needed to lead the business and learn those skills. And so that was the first step. But then I think I would describe that process as a journey. Early on, I was writing the code. I was the producer of the business. Mm -hmm. I then needed to become the manager of the business. From then, I needed to learn how to sell and to be the marketer of the business. And then I became the leader of managers and of salespeople. And then you become an executive and you're, you're leading leaders. And so this idea of a journey and of evolving leadership from the very beginning, I remember writing a blog post, I think it was back in 2012, this realization that about every 12 to 18 months, I was going to a new phase and needing to learn different aspects of leadership and different skills that I had never learned before mm-hmm. and and that learning that journey really became my purpose where I would start to go look for mentors that were two to three years ahead of where I needed to be to help pull me along mm-hmm. right and so that's what I would describe that that transition as is first and foremost purposeful and then secondly an ongoing evolution. And to this day, it still hasn't stopped, right? That first blog post listed, I think, the first five phases.
0: And I think there's probably at least 17 more sets. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll, we'll dig into all of those uh, over the course of, of the podcast. Let me ask a question. You mentioned like the the weight that you felt when you realized that you had six employees counting on you for a paycheck. Yeah. And you mentioned it's now 2,500. Uh, you know, what, what does... What does that weight feel like or has it shifted, you know, how, how is the kind of level of responsibility or the weight of responsibility changed as you've grown?
1: One of the things that you're going to find throughout this season as we talk to different mentors and different peers and different teammates that have been part of this journey is that I've been really fortunate to have world class professionals that came in and joined our team. Mm-hmm. And that has made that easier to carry together we're able to hold that weight much better than I ever could have on my own. And so is it daunting if I sit and wallow in this idea that there's 2,500 paychecks that I'm responsible for? Absolutely. Um, But at the same time, It's also about scale and leverage and team and how do you bring great people in that complement you. We'll talk a lot about that, about how different people complement us, um, how different people come together to be able to do what I may not be naturally gifted in.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so it's been a a 15-year journey since you started Three Pillar hundreds if not thousands of people have been a part of it and, Yeah, uh you, you've handpicked a select few that are going to be here to join us today how did you land on on some of the people that we'll be talking with over the course of of this first of what maybe maybe many seasons of the podcast you know for all different reasons yeah
1: um I think one of the things I wanted to be intentional about was number one, some of the people that have been most impactful for me Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways, right? Uh, You're going to meet one of the mentors that poured himself just selflessly into me Mm -hmm. um, and really helped shape and really is one of the core reasons Three Pillar even exists, encouraged me to build this business. That's obviously significant part of this evolving journey. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you're gonna meet uh, a young lady who complimented me incredibly well. She and I have totally opposite skill sets. And in many ways you'd say, wow, how does that work together? Well, it works together because of that, right? Because we offset each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? So there's some purposeful lessons in there. So I'd, I'd say impact and purpose, right? Those two things, what were the lessons we wanted to pass on to the next generation of leader? And what are some of those things that I've learned along the way that have helped me become the best version of myself and I think are staples for leadership?
0: Got it. And so you mentioned being a, a continual learner, a continuous learner. What, what have been some of the, the most important like resources, I guess, that you have tapped into over the course of your journey?
1: You know, first and foremost, people, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, So many people have been able to speak into my life and to challenge me, to share insights that's been critical. I would also say books. Um, I'm not a natural leader. Uh, My mom was an English teacher, and so uh, she always encouraged me to read, and I hated it for that reason, right? Natural young man, right? Just rebel, no, I don't wanna read. But for some reason, I love the leadership books, the leadership stories, um, and really thrive off of the lessons others have in leadership. And so I'm pretty purposeful about my my reading, uh, whether that's in new areas and skill sets that I need to develop or in leadership itself, um, or just learning from other case studies stories. What are you you reading now? Yeah. Um, Right now, actually, I'm going through a transition in the business uh, around our commercial go-to-market. And so I'm reading a lot of books on marketing and sales leadership, really refining a craft that I didn't come from that background. Mm -hmm. But um, how do I make sure that I come up to speed so that I can be the mentor and the coach I need to be at the next level of scale? So that's what I'm digesting uh, right now. And then finally, podcasts. I love podcasts. Um, and, you know, especially on my commute to be able to digest and, and learn. Uh, every so now and then I'll, I'll turn the music back on just to kind of let my hair down. That's yeah. important to do. Uh, one of the lessons I've learned is how to relax uh, as opposed to just be that entrepreneur that's always on. Um, but a lot of times, uh, if I'm not on the phone, I'm also listening to a podcast when I'm commuting.
0: What What's in your podcast directory? Yeah. What?
1: A lot of different things. I actually, I don't have a single one that I go to all the time. Yeah. Um, At the Table by Patrick Lencioni uh, is one of the ones I I really enjoy right now. A lot of really quick tidbits on building teams. I love the insights I get from Patrick. His series of books, starting with The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, has been so instrumental in my own leadership. Um, Michael Hyatt uh, was another mentor of mine uh, earlier in the Three Pillar Journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes, historically, uh, his podcast has been on my list. Uh, That would be another one. Uh, Jocko Willink uh, is another one. and, uh, you know, military special operations and applying that now to the business world. Um, Extreme Ownership is his book, one of my favorite books uh, of all time. Yeah. I uh, really love it. Simon Sinek uh, is another thought leader that I've learned a lot from. Um, his, his theory on uh, starting with why um, and how to lead through purpose has really inspired me, as well as his book leader, Leaders Eat Last and the uh, podcast and the,
0: the vlogging that he does around that. Well, David, I'm excited to talk with you today. We have a a great roster of guests lined up that we'll be speaking with. Uh, So so I'm looking forward to digging in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of The Evolving Leader. Our next guest will join us for a two-part episode. So just press play on episodes two and three to hear from David and Bobby Christian on the stages of growth and the different demands they place on leaders. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of The Evolving Leader. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating, a glowing review, and a share on whichever social media networks you call home. For more on the podcast and to view video of each episode, please visit daviddowulf.com podcast.